Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word. going to, we've been in this series called Every Knee Shall Bow, and we're talking about the lordship of Jesus, the lordship of Jesus, because everybody wants to be saved. I, th- I think if you ask anybody, um, do you want to go to heaven or to hell, nobody's going to tell you they want to go to hell if they know what hell is, you know? They want to be saved from eternal damnation. Everybody wants that, even if they don't believe it or not. They don't want something bad for their life. They want to be healed. They want to be loved. They want to be accepted. And so they love, to, they love the idea, people love the idea of a savior. People love the idea of a healer. People love the idea of God that way, but as Lord... That means I have to submit to his authority, and we don't, we honestly have an authority problem in our culture today. We have an, a, a problem with authority, therefore, because it's in our culture, because it's around us, it can be difficult to submit to him as Lord. We don't like people telling us what to do. You know what I'm talking about? Somebody tells you to do something, and you just on purpose do the opposite thing, because you're like, oh, no, they didn't. Oh, no, they didn't. It happens in traffic all the time. We don't like people telling us what to do. We have authority problems, and he is a Lord. I, I, I wrestled this week with what, what should I do this week? Because here we are. We're coming into the night of worship. We, we, we have, a, um, we have a, kind of a, a crazy two months, really, of preaching schedule because I'll be preaching this week. I'll be off to Munich next week. Megan is going to actually interview some people from our team. Be here next week for Community Sunday because it's going to be a great time. There'll be snacks, fellowship, coffee. We're going to interview a couple people from the team. We're going to talk about team. We're going to talk about serving and where the Bible talks about that as well. And then I'm going to be back. I'm going to preach again. Then right after that, Greg and Susie will be in town. Susie will preach. Then I'll be preaching again. And then we have another guest coming with us, uh, Pastor J.P. Wilson, which was Megan and I's pastor in the U.S. They will be here. So I'm literally preaching every other week. I'm like, do I start a series? What do I do? I don't know what to do here. Um, And because it was just going to be bitty, you know? And I felt like we're going to continue this series, Every Knee Shall Bow. But what I'm going to do the next couple every other weeks, I'm going to, because the Bible says, at his name, every knee shall bow. At his name, every knee shall bow. There is different names for the Lord. And so bi-weekly, what we're going to do in between guest speakers and different things, we're going to talk about different names of God. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is my provider. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner in victory. Jehovah Teskanu, he is my righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, he is my 
healer. We're going to talk about different names of God. In fact, the very first Bible that I had, um, I remember in the very front of it, I wrote the names of God because God was teaching me. He was showing me who he was. He was revealing himself to me. And the more you get to know who God is, the more intimate you become with him. The more intimacy you can have with the Lord. And the Lord, he, he is the Lord, and he should be reverenced, and he is mighty, and he is amazing, and we should be obedient to him, but he's also the one we get to know and come close to. We have a relationship. It's such a crazy thing that the Lord of lords, the King of kings, we can have a relationship with. It blows my mind. And today I want to talk to you about Jehovah Rapha. Because we're coming up to the night of worship and healing. And I want to set the scene and set the tone for the God who heals. He is the Lord who heals. And let me just say up front, I bet everyone in here has experienced a different, had a different experience of healing. Maybe you've prayed for healing and you didn't see anything happen. Maybe, maybe you have seen things happen. Maybe you saw things happen, miracles instantly take place in other people's lives, but you didn't necessarily see it take place in your life. Or maybe you feel confident to pray for other people to be healed. But when you get sick, whether it's with the cold or something worse, the confidence level, because you're feeling the effects, you're feeling the pain, it's right in front of you maybe. You don't have that same faith maybe rise up. You've all experienced God in different ways. And maybe some of you have yet to even experience God as healer. But I want you to experience him as healer today. Amen? Can we talk about it? Can we do it? Can we go in? I wanted to look up the very first instance the Bible talks, uses the word Jehovah Rapha. I wanted to look this up. I thought, I knew it would be in Exodus, most likely. And I, but I thought before I research this i thought that the first instance would be when the israelites were in the wilderness and they were all being bit by snakes snakes in the wilderness not snakes on the plane they were all being anybody any anybody just like freak freakishly like scared of snakes they were getting <laughs> they were getting bit by snakes and people were dying you know i come from the land where there's plenty of snakes i still don't like them and i still don't want to hold them but they were getting bit by snakes, and I thought surely it would be this moment when God tells Moses to put a bronze snake on a staff and lift it in the air, and any time that someone was bit by a snake to look up at the staff and they would be healed, and they saw God's miraculous power there. In fact, that's where you get the medical symbol today is right there in Exodus with a snake wrapped around the pole. But more importantly, it's a type and shadow of Jesus on the cross, sin on the cross, and when you look to the cross, you're healed. Come on. I thought maybe that would be it. But that wasn't it. It came before that. Exodus chapter 15. The Israelites had just crossed over the Red Sea. The Red Sea parted for them. Moses put his staff 
in the water and the sea parted and they walked on dry ground. I kind of thought that was interesting. They walked on dry ground. Like, wouldn't it have been a little wet? He just, like, dried it all up. They, walked, they weren't even walking in mud. They walked on dry. They had just seen the miracle of God. And then the, the chapter right before, the chapter right, not even the chapter right before, but in this chapter prior, they're singing praise of what happened. And then three days they're walking in the wilderness. Let's read it. Let me just read it to you. This is the word. Chapter 15, verse 22. Then Moses, set, then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea. And they went into the wilderness of Shur. They, w- they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Marah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? Anybody got some kids? Anybody got kids? And they sit in the back seat of the car. I'm thirsty. This was the Israelites. God was in the driver's seat. I'm hungry. We just got in the car two seconds ago. I got to pee. I'm just venting to you. This is my parent therapy today. I'm just identifying with the Lord. (laughs) And he cried to the Lord, Moses did, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. What? Like in one verse, this is the weirdest thing. Everybody's crying three days without water. Everybody's crying out. God showed him a log. Here's a log, Moses. Moses. throws it into the sea and now the water became sweet there the lord made for them a statute and a rule and there he tested them saying if you will diligently listen to the voice of the lord can i just let me just back back up here because anytime you see in the word the this if it's it's not it's not an always statement it, it it's if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do that which is right in his eyes, and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. This speaks of his lordship. If I come in alignment and obedience to him, if I'm obedient to the Lord, if you're obedient to him, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord, your healer, which translates to Jehovah Rapha. The first instance we see, he is healer. Jehovah Rapha. He was saying, I am the Lord, your healer. It's not, it's, it's, it's who he is. You have to understand this. It is who he is. He's healer. It's not just what he does. It's not just the acts that he does. It's not just God heals, but he is. It is who he is. It's a part of his character. It's a part of his nature. There's no disease in him. There's no sickness in him. There's no depression in him. There's no anxiety in him. It is who he is. He is healer. Therefore, it's what he does. 
it's not just what he does, but it's who he is. And this word Rapha means healing, but it means physical healing. Physical healing. You need physical healing in your body from the cold, from a disease, from sickness, from pain. But it's also emotional healing. It's emotional healing. It's, it's healing from the stuff that goes on in our mind. It's the healing from the bitterness and the anger. It's healing from the, 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 the sense of I'm not accepted and, and the sense of rejection. It's emotional healing from our emotional brokenness. And it's also relational healing. It talks about the, the healing of the nations. It's relational healing. You've got some stuff that needs to be mended relationally with people, whether it's close to you, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a father or a mother, whether it's a friend, whether it's somebody you haven't talked to in 20 years. He wants to heal it. In him, he brings relational healing. A couple examples of this word. Jehovah Rapha. Psalm 147 says, the Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted. Anybody ever had a broken heart before? God heals the brokenhearted. In fact, it was in a broken heart I found Jesus. I discovered him as the one who heals me. Or as Psalm 23 says, he restores, he raffas my soul. He restores my soul. He restores me. My emotions. Or Psalm 103 that says, Bless the Lord who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. He heals my diseases. He heals my diseases. Second Chronicles 7, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I will, heal, I, will, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. I will heal their land. The Lord is our healer. I need us to catch this today. Jehovah Rapha, write in your Bible like I had the names of God in my Bible because you need to be reminded that he is your healer. He's your healer. He's the one who heals. Watch this story. Three days they went without water. Can I, can I, can I show you a picture of the Lord? Can I show you a picture of Jesus? Three days they went without water. Jesus was in the tomb for three days. Then he shows that, then he, they, they come up against bitter water. The bitter water for us represents iniquity, sin, disease the bitterness of humanity we live in a in, in a bitter world we live in a fallen world and then jesus and then and then god tells moses pick up the log and throw it into the water that rock that log that piece of wood represents the cross the piece of wood that jesus hung upon and as soon as jesus is thrown into a bitter humanity is made sweet again three days without water Scientifically, you can go about three days without water, and that's it. There was a, a couple million Israelites. Can you imagine a couple million Israelites on the brink of death? 
because they don't have water? Can you imagine how, how parched and how dehydrated and how weak they were? And they had just been freed. They had just seen the miracles in Egypt, the plagues that God sent, one after the other. They just had gone up to the Red Sea, and the Red Sea parted for them. They'd seen the miracles of God, and here they come. They're stopped. They're stuck because of water. Can you imagine, can you imagine being so thirsty, and yet you see water right in front of you and can't drink it? Can you imagine the feeling of, it's right there in front of me, but I can't even drink it. It's undrinkable. It's bitter water. If they would have drink, drunk it, they would have died. And I bet some of them were contemplating. I'm going to die anyways. I might as well get a drink while I do. Three days without water. Much like the disciples after they put Jesus in the tomb, we're thinking, it's over. We're done. We've come all this way. We've seen God do so many miracles. He was the one that was going to set us free, but here we are. <laughs> He's dead. Our Savior's gone. In game. It's done. Yet three days later, some women visit the tomb and they see that the king has been resurrected again. And the church was launched on Pentecost, which, by the way, we're celebrating Pentecost Sunday today. Thank you, Tarek, for reminding me. Three days. Many of us, listen to this, many of us will search for our healing in the thing. We'll search for the healing in the stuff. We'll search for the healing in the thing like the Israelites come up to water and they see the very obvious thing they needed right in front of them. But it just would have made it worse if they would have drank. And oftentimes we're searching in a relationship and for emotional healing we're searching for love. We're searching for acceptance. But then we just end up disappointed on the other side. We just end up more bitter. We just end up more hurt. Because we're searching for it in the thing. Or we're searching for an emotional outlet to escape, to numb the pain, to feel the love, to feel the acceptance, to feel something that we haven't felt and we end up just as empty as before. We're searching in the thing. We thought we found what we needed to find healing. Can you imagine the Israelites coming up? Look, we got it! Water, finally! And yet it's bitter. We're searching for the professional solution. To find out it wasn't the answer we were looking for. Are you following me today? We can search in the thing. But what God was trying to show the Israelites is the thing isn't what's going to heal you. I'm the healer. They didn't know Jesus. They didn't know the Lord as healer yet. They knew him actually as the one who puts diseases on people. Because they saw it done in Egypt. He's the one who frees. He sets us free, but we haven't experienced him as healer yet. 
which probably would have been, can you imagine, they have just come and grew up in Egypt, a place that, re- that worships multiple gods, a god for everything. So they maybe would have thought that and, and had this cultural experience that God only does this one thing. He's limited to this. But what God was showing them in the wilderness was, no, I'm everything you need. You need freedom, I'm going to set you free. You need healing, I'm Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your healer. I am who you need. You need healing? Look to me. Don't look to the thing. Look to me. I'm your healer. And listen to me, I know some of you are maybe skeptical and you're wondering, and you thought, I haven't seen him do that before. I want you to experience Jehovah Rapha. I want you to experience God, my healer. They got to the answer and then realized it wasn't the answer. There's no answer until, oh no, God says, throw the log in the water. But I want you to notice something. As soon as they trusted God, as soon as they trusted them, God gave them a physical answer. So doctors are good. Medication is good. But I don't trust that. I don't trust the thing. I trust the one. And when he brings a physical answer, he brought the answer. Are you with me? He used something physical. He he said, throw the log in the water. Throw the log in the water. Our hope shouldn't be in the physical thing. Our hope is in the Lord. Are you following me? I trust him. I was reading an article about this. One one scientist and physician said it actually could have been very possible that the sap inside of that log had, had the right combination uh, to, to bring the very, the very poisons that were in the water and make them settle to the bottom, leaving the top of the water clean to drink, but actually leaving certain miner- minerals, watch, this is what the articles, leaving certain min- minerals, it wouldn't, certain minerals would not have dropped to the bottom, but the ones that would have stayed up top would have been a natural laxative. I bet the wilderness stank for a few days. It would have been a natural laxative, which would, which would have been a natural healing to remove some of the diseases that were known in the time in Egypt. It was a laxative. No, they wouldn't have been able to know that, but God did. Throw the log in the water. And the very sap inside of that log brought the healing. Let me say it this way so you get the picture. The the very blood of the tree, the very sap that came out of it was the thing that needed, that that water needed to heal. Just like the very blood that came from a tree that looked like this was the very thing that heals my iniquities, is the very thing that sets me free, is the very thing that I need to receive healing, is the blood of Jesus. You see it? He used the physical thing to heal. 
I must come to the cross for healing. I must come to the one who died, not just to set me free like the Israelites were set free in Egypt, but he died to heal me. The word salvation means is sozo. It doesn't just mean set free. It means healed and made whole. He is the very one who sets me free. We have a healer. And then we see the very one, Jesus, healing paralyzed men. He healed a paralyzed man. He healed the blind. People were seeing. He raised the dead to life. Long gone. He healed the woman with the issue of blood. He healed the crippled and the lame. He healed and restored people spiritually and supernaturally. Peter's, he healed Peter, Peter's mother-in-law. He healed the widow's son. We see throughout the New Testament, the Gospels, Jesus revealing himself as healer. The woman with the issue of blood had tried every physician, had tried everything, had tried everything she could, uh, every physical attribute. And as soon as she touches the hem of Jesus' garment, she's healed because she comes to the one. She comes to Jehovah Rapha, the healer. I find my healing in the cross. Worship team, can you come? We're going to close. He is Jehovah Rapha. Not only that, I've seen God heal in my life. I've seen him, and listen, I don't, again, I've, seen, I've prayed for healing, and I haven't seen it take place immediately. I have a great friend of mine in ministry who experienced cancer in his body for many years. Not, like, not just many years, but multiple times many years where he first was healed from eye cancer, healed, had a testimony, was like, yes, we rejoiced with him. Years later, he got stomach cancer. And it's like, wait, what is this? Ha what's happening? We began to pray with him. We began to intercede with him. And... We saw, again, a miracle take place in his body. The doctors scanned. No cancer. No cancer. A couple years later, again, what is happening? We continue to pray. Continue to pray. Healing again. I prayed for a woman at a night of worship similar to what we're going to do on Friday. She had a tumor found in her, in her brain. She was coming, sitting in the back. I prayed with her. It's like, I got a scam this coming week. A couple weeks later, she came back to church and said, listen, I went in for that scam. They didn't see anything. They didn't see anything. I seen them heal. I mean, our kids, our kids have been through so many seasons of sickness and bringing stuff back from kindergarten. And, I, you know, pray, 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 pray. I, sometimes like, God, I don't want to see immediate healing. I'm tired of listening to coughing at night, you know didn't see it kept praying kept praying and then we saw breakthrough different seasons 
the other day, the last night of worship we did, Good Friday, a girl was healed from migraines. She'd been having chronic migraines, and we prayed for her right there. She saw immediate relief in her head. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. I've experienced him as healer. And it's not just when a pastor prays for you. I remember when we were youth pastors, Megan and I were youth pastoring and 100 students, I don't know if you remember this story, 100 students, and uh, there was this one girl was a part of our youth group, remember, London, she said, she said, uh, my friend's coming today for the first time, she, she broke her leg and she's in a, she can't really move, I want you guys to pray for her. We finished service, and London brought her friend up front, and I said, I want you to pray for her. She's like, well, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to pray. Just, you're going to pray for her. We just led, her, led them both in a prayer, and London prayed for her friend. And then all of a sudden, this girl's like moving her leg like this, and she takes a run up and down the, up and down the aisle like this. I don't know, like a 14-year-old girl had a softball injury. God healed her right there. I remember, speaking of emotional healing, I remember another girl who walked in on a Sunday, sorry, on a Wednesday. This was youth group again. And she came into church and she, in her head, she said, this is the last time I'm coming. This is my last attempt. When I leave here today, I'm taking my life. I'm taking my life. This is it. I'm done. We didn't know her. It was her first time. And Megan, it was actually Megan who went up to her and said, hey, I just feel like God wants me to pray for you. Can I pray for you? Megan starts praying. And Megan wouldn't normally do this, but she just felt impressed on her heart. Hopefully I can share this story too late now. Just <laughs> felt impressed on her heart and said, I just pray against the spirit of suicide over your life. God loves you. God wants you in his life God cares for you I break the spirit of depression in your life what was crazy is this, I think she kind of just shook her head she cried and it was good and you didn't even know but it was like two or three years later <laughs> she says I just want you guys to know that that night I was going to go take my life and God spoke to me through you guys I've seen him do it I've seen him do it I want to see him do it again can you stand with me today? He's Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's my healer. He's Lord, the healer. Yeah. Can you close your eyes with me today? If you're in the room today and you need healing, I'm talking about physical, and I'm talking about emotional, and I'm talking about a re relational. You need Jehovah Rapha today, the Lord, my healer. Can you just lift a hand in the air and say that to me? Yeah, yeah. 
Lord, we thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are our healer. We just thank you that there's healing in this room right now. I just thank you right now for miracles to take place. That not just this room, but this city, this region would experience you as Jehovah Rapha. You are God, our healer. Your word says, by your stripes, we have been healed. Those 39 lashes you took before going to the cross, where you bled out, you did so for us. And right now, we just declare that the healing has been done on the cross. It is finished. You hung your head, Jesus, and said, it's finished. It's done. It's, it's, it's over with. And we speak it into this space right now. I thank you, Lord God, for healing in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you right now that the battle inside of the mind would come to peace in Jesus' name. That the storms inside of people's thoughts today would be would come to peace in the name of Jesus. We speak peace in Jesus' name. I thank you right now for physical healing in the body that people's physical uh, nature, their physical body would line up with the will of heaven. Would line up with heaven. These are your sons and your daughters, God. These are your sons and your daughters. And I thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha, to them you are the Lord who heals and we come and we align ourselves with you Lord and we say we align ourselves in obedience and surrender to you Lord because you are our healer you are the one who heals and who is the healer and we thank you for that Jesus and God right now I just thank you that you heal any relationships that are broken any unforgiveness and bitterness that has come between people, God, that you would bring healing in Jesus' name. Restore what the enemy was trying to steal. Restore what the enemy was trying to break and destroy. Restore it to fullness and unity in Jesus' name. Before we continue in worship, let me just ask one more thing. He is Lord. And if you've never accepted him as Lord in your life, if you've never said, Jesus, I want you to be Lord, or maybe you've walked away from him, we want to give you the opportunity today to come to the one who has set you free, who's delivered you, who gives you new life who died for you, who had you in mind when he was on the cross. Not just humanity, but your name, your individuality, your uniqueness had you in mind. He had you in mind. And he wants to be in relationship with you. He's not distant from you. He's here waiting and willing to embrace those who say, Lord, here I am. 
So if you're in here today or if you're watching online, if you want to today come back to him or come to him for the first time, can you just also lift a hand in the air and say that to me? I want to come to Jesus today as Lord of my life. I want to make that decision. Yes. Father, today, can you just pray this with me? Say, Jesus, online as well. I surrender. I am yours. You are mine. Thank you for dying on the cross and raising from the dead so that I could live, so that I could be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to have some prayer team up front here. We're going to sing one last worship song. If you want prayer, we want to pray for you. Today especially, we want to pray. So don't be shy. You can just come up and say, I just want prayer. I don't even know what I want prayer for. It doesn't mean something's wrong. Just come get prayer today. We want to pray for you. Father, today we thank you, Jesus. You are Lord. We surrender. Let's worship together. We surrender to you, Jesus. Let's lift our arms. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our voice.